2: He hustled his way from the streets to the top of hip-hop, but for 50 Cent, the road to success wasn't easy. He grew up without his father and lost his mother at a young age. 50 started dealing crack until he brought his street edge to a new hustle, music. He made enemies across the rap world, and nine bullets nearly ended it all. But 50 came out the other side, stronger and more determined than ever. Turning his anguish into fame and fortune, he was never afraid and never backed down. 50 Cent has lived by his own notorious words get rich or die trying. This is his story behind the music.
3: 50 Cent was born Curtis James Jackson III on July 6, 1975, in Jamaica, Queens. His mother, Sabrina, was just 15. He never
4: knew his father. I asked my mother one time, we was in the park. I saw a little boy throwing a football back and forth with his father. And I said, well, I don't got no father, Mom. She said, because you were special. He was born to the Immaculate Conception. Like, Jesus, boy, now go play.
3: Sabrina moved out of the house shortly after Curtis was born. He was raised by his grandparents, who had nine children of their own.
5: He was a special child, at least I thought so. He was a very happy little boy.
6: He was kind of like uh,
5: my son, because I
6: had raised him with my other kids, but he was just the little weasel that was in the bunch.
3: Curtis's mom wasn't around much. She was a drug dealer on the streets of Southside, Jamaica, one of New York's roughest neighborhoods.
4: She didn't see public assistance as an option. So she did what she had to do to take care of me, and I was hustling.
5: She spoiled him. Every time she come to see him, she would bring him a lot of presents.
4: My mom was, was everything to me. Every time I seen her, it was Christmas. So I associated everything good with my mom's coming. But one day when Curtis was eight, his mom didn't
3: show up for a family visit.
6: We knew something was wrong. We went over to her apartment to see what was going on
4: somebody put something in a drink, and then they turned the gas on. She spent a few days in the space that she was in after she passed away, so her body was all decomposed by the time they got to her. I remember my grandmother explaining it like, she's not gonna come back, she's in a better place. And um, I didn't understand that at that point.
6: The way he dealt with it, He would just act out, destructively. Break things and get angry a lot. Well, he was a little boy, baby boy. You can't tell a child like that, nothing much. He had went to the funeral and everything, but he didn't know what was going on. But I could tell he missed his mother. By the time
3: Curtis was 12, he was following in his mother's footsteps as her friends showed him the ropes.
6: He saw the drug dealers with a lot of money and flashing clothes, and he wanted to emulate them.
4: Nice places to stay, nice cars, nice jewelry. They appeared to have the actual life that I wanted. From their perspective, they were helping me. They'd go, Well, I'm going to give you this. You know what to do with this. And it's three and a half grams. So from three to six, when my grandparents thought I was in the after school program, I was hustling.
7: I know 50 is hustling his whole life. When he was 12, he was on the block with like guys that were 17, 18. Like what is this little kid doing out here with the
3: wolves? In the late 80s, Southside was the epicenter of New York's crack epidemic. Curtis cooked it at his friend's house, stashed it in his room, then sold it.
4: I was standing there with an entrepreneur spirit and I had to be aggressive, real aggressive.
3: Curtis did what it took to survive in the neighborhood to make himself a more imposing presence on the street, he joined a youth boxing program.
4: I used to get my ass kicked a lot. I went to the boxing gym. I learned something there, go right across the street and try it, and start the altercation. Like i actually seen him break somebody's jaw before. To further defend
3: himself, 50 got his hands on a gun.
4: And I used it, I used it a bunch of times. I didn't hit a lot of people with it, but I used that but they knew I would shoot it. It changed their whole perspective on me based on that.
6: I saw his lifestyle start to change. When he was in the house with us, we saw Curtis. But I've heard stories on how aggressive he was in the street. Like two different people.
3: When he was 14, Curtis was arrested for bringing drugs to school. A judge sentenced him to rehab, he quickly learned how to hustle the system.
4: I never really indulged in the usage of drugs. But they teach you, like, the 12 steps, and I had to kind of act as if to get out of it. It works if you work it, so work it. Hi, my name is Curtis Jackson, and I'm an addict.
3: At 17, Curtis was busted again when cops searched his home and found heroin, cocaine, and $15,000 in cash.
6: He was running wild at that time. His grandfather tried to discipline him, but felt that he should have done more.
4: That probably was one of the biggest disappointments. For my grandparents to see that I had went into that lifestyle because that's how they lost my mom.
3: The charges could have sent him to prison for nine years, but as a teenager facing his first felony, he was offered an alternative: Hit it, Hit it, six Hit months it, in a military-style boot camp.
6: I think it definitely changed him. He knew more. He knew the system. He knew how things worked. Very smart guy.
4: It depends on how you look at things. I slipped back into my ways after the actual program, but it worked for me because I've never been incarcerated since.
3: Curtis went back to dealing, but he knew his luck would run out eventually.
4: Everybody hustling thinks they're better than the last guy that did it. Somehow or another, they feel like they're gonna stop right before Scarface gets shot, (laughs) you know what I mean? And it just, just doesn't work that way.
3: It was time for a radical change of plans. Inspired by rappers who turn their gritty street stories into cold hard cash
4: Curtis came up with a new hustle. I Decided I was gonna write music for a living.
6: He told me that his probation officer had suggested that he goes into rapping
3: Then one day in 1996 he had a chance meeting with Run DMC's Jam Master Jay at a Manhattan nightclub
4: I kind of Hustled my way into a situation with Jay. I didn't have nothing. I went straight into talking to him like I knew how to do it. And he was like, all right, we'll stop. by and hear what you got.
3: Curtis recorded a rough demo track for Jay.
4: It just went on and on and on. And so he was like, yo,
3: what's the hook? What Jay heard was raw, but very real. Seeing potential, he signed Curtis to his label. And just like that, the 21-year-old crack dealer had a new calling.
5: He told me he was working with a famous rapper. I said, you sure that's what you want to be? So he said yes.
3: Coming up, 50 Cent goes on the attack and pays a heavy price. And later, he blows away a hip-hop icon when Behind the Music continues.
1: You deserve a moment to yourself every single day.
3: By 1996, Curtis Jackson had transformed himself from a streetwise drug dealer to budding rapper after being signed by Run-DMC's Jam Master J. To complete his evolution, he created a new identity, taking the name of a well-known Brooklyn stick-up artist,
4: 50 Cent. For me, 50 Cent was a metaphor for change, and then I would do things my way which would be drastically different.
3: An even bigger change came a year later. When Curtis was just 22, he and his girlfriend, Shaniqua Tompkins, had a baby boy, Marquise.
6: He got more serious about life if he knew he had to
4: take care of his son. I wanted to have the relationship that I didn't have with my father and my son. I didn't believe anyone would take care of him if I wasn't there to take care of him.
3: 50 gave up dealing drugs and sold off everything he had to support his family. He pinned his hopes on music, learning from Jam Master Jay.
7: 50 would not want to leave the studio. Dude was just soaking everything in. He would just stay focused over in the corner, right, right,
3: right. Two years passed. Progress was slow, and 50 was frustrated that he didn't have Jay's undivided attention. So when he saw record executive Corey Rooney outside a barbershop in Queens, he seized the opportunity. He comes over
7: to the car. He had, like, his hood on and looked sketchy. At that point, I didn't know he's going to rob me.
4: I gave him my tape and put it in and it. And the phone rang, and he was on the telephone. I'm
7: like, uh, yeah, 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 go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. And he gave me the look, because I wasn't paying attention.
4: i like, give me my tape, man. You're mad, old school. <laughs> he looked at me like, what's the matter with him? He
7: doesn't realize I can multitask, so I heard everything he did. This was far beyond, oh, this guy is good. I thought, wow, this is the next Jay-Z.
3: 50 was signed to Columbia Records, but most of his advance went to pay his way out of the Jay contract broke he returned to dealing
4: i had five thousand dollars, and then the baby so i had to take care of him i just bought 250 grams with it and went back to doing what i knew how to do
3: 50 took only two weeks to record his debut but the label let it languish for two years in 1999 he channeled his frustration into a lyrical assault on the biz a track about mugging music stars called How to Rob.
6: And what do you have out right now?
4: I got a new single out called How to Rob. I wrote the lyrics in like 45 minutes.
6: That's from your heart, that's how you feel?
8: Yeah, you know, it's a little kind of like comedy based on reality.
6: Your beeper going off.
8: (laughs) (laughs) He was like, all right, this industry is not letting me eat, they're not letting me in. All right, I'm going to rob everybody in this industry and let you know I'm coming. When I heard the record, I was like, wow, this guy's going to make a lot of enemies. This guy's crazy.
3: The single was a sensation. DMX, Big Pun, the Wu-Tang Clan, and Jay-Z
8: all fired back. That right there, that's when everybody was like, all right, Jay just said his name. He's official.
3: 50 Cent was making enemies, but none bigger than fellow Queens rapper Ja Rule.
4: One of my homies robbed Ja for his chain. His energy shift towards me and we ain't never been
8: cool since. Fifth was the street dude, he wasn't. And Fifth was like, all right, I'm gonna get this little punk.
3: Their animosity intensified when 50 Cent put the feud on record. With your life's on the line, the ill will boiled over into a brawl in Atlanta.
0: So we get face to face and we talk. 50 just punches him in his eye. Boom! I caught him back. And now the fight ensues. We're throwing down, we're throwing down. That's when the real, real beef started because now it's a physical thing.
3: The violence escalated in March 2000 when Ja Rule's crew paid a visit to 50 at the Hit Factory Recording Studio in Manhattan. This time, someone pulled a knife.
7: They cut the lights off. They ran in, swinging these, you know, steak knives. I seen 50 pick up one of the speakers. Boom, hit one of them guy. Blood everywhere. And they cut 50.
4: They called it a stabbing and it sounded more graphic than it actually was. I had three stitches. I got worse riding my pedal
3: bike. 50's rep as Rap's new bad boy was growing.
4: But that actual altercation, it started to spiral out of control. People were
7: coming after him because they felt he was such a threat. It got ugly.
3: May 24th, 2000. Something finally caught up with 50 outside his grandmother's house in Queens. My son was in the house my grandmother
4: was in the front yard.
3: 50 got into the back seat of a friend's car. Another car pulled up beside them.
4: It happens that fast. I hear
5: something shooting like firecrackers. I thought it was kids, I was going to yell at them But when I see this guy pointing in the car And I says, oh that's the car my grandson got in
3: 50 reached for his gun But it wasn't cocked
4: When I put the gun out the actual window He shot down at my hand and moved west, I got hit my thumb And came out the top of my pinky That's why I ain't got no knuckle on my right hand He was also hit in his face His legs,
3: nine bullets in all Fired at close range
5: And then I started yelling Then they run
3: Blood gushed all over the back seat as the friend sped toward a hospital, stopping only to dump 50's gun in a sewer. I
4: kept saying, oh, he shot me in my face, huh?"
3: 50 was rushed into surgery.
4: You don't know if he actually gonna survive it or not. I
7: get that call, told me 50 got shot. So I run to his block, and then I just see shells all over. You know, they had homicide, police. I thought he was dead.
3: In the spring of 2000, 50 Cent was on the cusp of rap stardom when he was ambushed outside his grandmother's house in Queens and shot nine times.
8: I'm driving in the highway and all of a sudden I hear on the radio, 50 Cent, he's shot. So what?
0: Rapper 50 Cent is in critical condition after having been shot today. headed straight
8: to the hospital and saw all his family in the lobby. They were crying like, this is for real, this is for real.
6: He had tubes all over his body and he was unconscious, he was unconscious. I was there every day praying for him.
4: As a bullet went through my face and into my actual tongue area, and knocked my teeth out, and my tongue had swollen up to the point that I was almost suffocating myself.
3: To clear his airway, doctors wanted to perform a tracheotomy. It was a critical decision for 50's family.
5: But he told me if they operated on him, he may not talk again. So that's when I said no. If he couldn't do his music, he would be lost without it.
3: His grandmother's prayers were answered. 50 survived without the operation, but he faced an uphill battle.
6: He was weak, he was fragile, um, of course he was hurting.
4: I don't know what it feels like to die, but it doesn't look like it hurts as much as a hospital bed. It kind of made you feel like the only thing that you could really do legitimately is find the source of the actual problem and just kill him. The reason for the shooting
3: has been the cause of endless speculation kept
9: popping up that it had something to do with the stabbing and connected to Jaru's record label, Murder, Inc., and that's what the word on the street was.
3: After leaving the hospital, he retreated to Pennsylvania's Pocono Mountains, where his girlfriend's mother owned a house. 50 was safe, but in excruciating pain, unable to walk, his jaw wired
4: shut.
6: There was a sadness that he had, and that sadness was because he didn't know what was gonna happen
4: with the rest of his life. The actual shooting, that's not even the most painful thing I went through. The most pain I've been through was the confusion, not knowing whether I'd be able to do rap for a living. Ever the survivor, 50 began the grueling process of rebuilding his body. I've never allowed my fear to limit me. I'll figure out how to get past it. I think everything else is smaller than the loss of my mom.
3: What did not kill him
4: definitely made him stronger.
3: 50 was ready to conquer hip-hop, but there was one problem. His label, Columbia,
4: was scared off by all the controversy. They dropped me. Like, I couldn't even get them to answer the phone.
3: 50 approached other labels,
4: but found no
8: takers. We went to so many record labels where executives were actually shaking while we are in the meeting, shaking, knees shaking.
4: Having a, a pistol that was already cocked was mandatory. He did. He offered 50 a job as a songwriter, but
3: he wasn't exactly thrilled to find out his new employee was packing. Huffy was the first person
4: to call me back to work. I was in his office, like, I just heard an altercation outside, and he came in and I pulled my pistol out. I had developed a paranoia. As soon as something don't feel right, I'm shooting whoever because I'm not getting shot again. That was the last time he called me to write music. <laughs> Rejected yet
3: again, 50 knew that he would have to do it on his own. So he started releasing independent albums known as mixtapes. If his hustle was at a 10, the sh- jumped to like a hundred. One of his tracks, F.U., was aimed straight at his attackers. It was an aggressive tune and a new sound. 50 still had a bullet lodged in his tongue, giving him a distinctive slur.
7: His whole tone kind of changed a little bit. You could hear the pain in his voice. It wasn't just the voice. After shooting, the confidence that he came back with, it was just a different swagger. What it made him was a monster. He was kind of like, now, I, you know, I'm here, and nothing's gonna stop me.
3: Capitalizing on the moment, he formed the group G-Unit with two friends from the neighborhood.
7: That's Tony Ayo, that's Roy Banks. Get
3: up, the G-Unit! With a growing reputation on the street, they hit the road selling out show after show. For the first time, 50's music was paying off.
4: I remember having like $80,000 in the house. I thought I was rich. It's like, this is gonna work. Now, 50 didn't have to call the record
3: companies. They were calling him.
4: It was a bidding war because of the actual heat I was developing in the street. All of a sudden, we had deals on the table. We yeah, like
7: seven different labels, and I'm hearing all kind of crazy numbers. Me. I think I would've grabbed the first deal. I hear him say a million dollars, and I'm looking at Fit Boy. Take
3: it! He was like, no, I just waited out. Eminem, who had his own label, Shady Records, had no hesitation.
9: I got the Guess Who's Back mixtape, and I remember just listening to the first song, like, wow. It was like every single song that came on ended up becoming, like, one of my favorite songs. I felt like 50 was gonna be gigantic. Within them couple of days, I had brought him to Dre, and was like, yo, you need to hear 50. I played him one record and he was like, let's do it.
4: He called me and it wasn't even like business hours. It was like fly out in the middle of the night and I just said, all right, I'm going.
9: I remember when he walked in, I was excited to meet him and was like, homie, I'm a fan. And I just started like, I think I started like blurting out songs and lyrics and pretty much knew him by heart. He was so excited,
3: he, he made me nervous. Coming up, 50 becomes the hottest artist in hip hop. But trouble is never far away. When Behind the Music continues.
1: You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. If tonight's movie night is just what you need, make it special with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies.
0: This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global.
3: In 2002, just two years after being shot nine times and dumped by his record label, 50 Cent boarded a plane for L.A. to ink a deal with Eminem and Dr. Dre. M just heard the music,
4: and he did
3: it based on the music. Me and Dre,
9: obviously, were not strangers to controversy. We were like, let's let this guy be what he is. Let 50 be 50.
3: They began working on
9: 50's album immediately. I remember Dre would send him beats, almost like an experiment. Let's see what 50 would do with this beat. And he would send it back. And I just remember the rhyme being so crazy, I almost fell on the floor. I was like, yo, this 50, I I quit. I I, I literally wanted to quit rapping at that point.
3: When Eminem put the song Wangsta on the 8 Mile movie soundtrack, the hype surrounding 50 Cent kicked into high gear.
9: Wankster just blew up. It was making such a buzz in New York that it just became massive.
7: Wankster is absolutely the The, the anthem for the ghetto right now. We ain't gotta sell drugs no more. New era right here. Check my man out.
3: But just when it seemed like everything was going his way... Violence once again shook 50's world. The rap world has lost a pioneer, Jam Master Jay of the popular group Run DMC. He was shot to death at his recording studio in New York City last night. On October 30th, 2002, 50's mentor Jam Master Jay was gunned down.
7: A gunman burst into Jam Master Jay's recording studio and shot him once in the head.
4: When Jay got killed, it was such a surprise. I was supposed to meet him the day that he passed away. And I couldn't figure out why like somebody would want to do that. He's not like the guy that has a lot of visible enemies. Police speculated that the hit was actually meant for
3: 50.
2: 50 Cent is considered a potential target by the same person who
3: killed rapper mm-hmm. Jam
2: Master J. So it
8: was a very uh, upsetting situation. The police call and they say we think
4: someone's assassinating rappers. And if it's Jam Master J, then 50 must be next. They say maybe somebody did it to send me a message.
3: The murder has never been solved. Sadly, Jay didn't live to see 50 Cent become a star. In January 2003, 50 released the single, In the Club.
8: In the Club came and it was over. Life changed. Bye. I'm out of here. When we did In the Club, I was thinking the celebration of life. Every
4: day is someone's birthday, and then it won't get old. A month
3: later, Fifty released his debut album, Get Rich or Die Trying. His time had finally come.
4: It did like eight hundred thousand the first week. And he was like,
8: "What?" Then the second week came in, and there was no drop off. And I was like, "Wow." I remember sitting on the bus with him, and he's like, "I know this feeling ain't gonna happen again, so I'm gonna just sit here and just soak it up." He was amazed, man. He was amazed.
3: After a long and brutal struggle to make it, the ex-hustler from Queens suddenly had the world at his feet. And the award
9: for best rap video goes to 50 Cent.
4: Between 2003 and 2005, I think I seen representation of every kind of God made. The
8: girls were there, man.
4: It was crazy. It was nuts. We go in in the hotel room and the girl just hops out, like, how'd you get in here? It's a transition because you go from the norm to being this instant sex symbol and it's like people going crazy and she's screaming, oh my God, and I'm like, me? Are you serious? Come on, baby. But 50's hedonistic lifestyle came with a cost. His
3: relationship with longtime girlfriend, Shaniqua Tompkins, the mother of his child, was falling apart.
4: we know each other for about 13 years. She sees all of these women and they make her insecure and the relationship just went bad completely.
3: To make things worse, 50 looked around and saw almost no one he could trust.
4: Everybody starts to develop a sense of entitlement, even friends. Damn, how much money you made this year? Yo, you should buy me a car. Can't even remember them loaning me $5.
8: If I could remember, I'd give it back. We was doing shows, I would come up with some money like, yo, Here's a stack. Like, you didn't touch nothing, right? Like, hell no. That's why I'm bringing this to you. He didn't trust nobody. So I always knew that. Never play with his money, yo. Never.
3: But not even personal turmoil could slow down 50 Cent. In 2005, his second album, The Massacre, sold over 4 million copies. The kid from Queens had what every artist dreams of. And now all he wanted
4: was more. I don't see a limit to how far I feel like I can make... Billions and billions of dollars.
3: By 2005, 50 Cent was more than just a hip-hop star. Not only was his second album, The Massacre, another huge success, he was now the ruler of his own business empire. He had his own label, G-Unit Records, and a budding acting career. Deals with Mark Echo and Reebok earned him millions more.
7: These are my new sneakers right here. They come out in November, y'all. He was thinking a step ahead of everybody.
3: When they were thinking 50 Cent, he was thinking
4: 50 Cent, G-Unit, the brand. This
7: guy still has a hustling mentality. And now we're doing the right things with our hustler mentality, not the wrong things.
3: 50's biggest score was a venture with Vitamin Water in which he took his endorsement fee in company stock
8: and reportedly came away with a cool $100 million. He wanted something healthy. And I remember he's like, I want to do water. Huh? Water? Yeah, everybody drinks water. Man, that was the illest deal of the century right there. When? I wish I had stocks on that. What other
4: rapper, you know, got his own
8: beverage? We've made more money on our brand extensions than selling records.
3: But as his fortune grew, so did the criticism that 50 was losing his edge.
8: He's too successful, he's too rich, he's too this. That vitamin water was too good. And they just didn't want to see him win no more. Street cred?
4: I don't even know what street cred is. Like the vitamin water deal is just good business.
3: To his rivals, 50 Cent seems soft. And the rapper who made his mark by targeting hip-hop superstars was suddenly a target himself. Embroiled in
4: feuds with the likes of Nas, Jadakiss, and Fat Joe. Beaks are a part of the hip-hop culture. So I've been constantly confronted.
7: You can't knock him for shooting when everybody else is smacking. It doesn't mean that 50's starting with them, he's
3: finishing the issue. More than anyone, 50 knew these battles came with the territory. But he viewed one attack by his G-Unit label protégé, The Game, as
8: the ultimate betrayal. 50 embraced them, took them in, flew them to New York, had him in a mansion, recorded all those records. I followed this man's lead and we hold it down. I gave a lot of material that I created away. Like, I put that on to create games out. These were records 50 was writing for himself that he personally said, all right, I'm gonna take my verse off, you do this, or I'm gonna take my hook off, you do that. So he helped mold this whole shape.
3: But soon after the game's debut album was released, he began challenging 50's authority at G-Unit, even consorting with 50's enemies. 50 also says the game didn't give him proper writing credit on his album. A public war of words ensued. The
7: game situation comes from jealousy,
3: like they wanna be
6: 50. The game wasn't rolling as a team member like he should. When you're part of a crew, you're supposed to have the allegiance to
5: the boss, and he didn't have that. He
6: trash,
8: you know what I'm saying? Garbage, y'all. Fifty in magazines, just knowing me every chance they get. The game was getting too disrespectful. He was on the radio talking mad. Fifty took it real personal.
3: Not surprisingly, Fifty had the last word, firing the game from G Unit live on the air.
4: the game.
8: We have no communication. It's a shame it couldn't actually be resolved in conversation. Don't come to a fight with Fifth with a knife. You better come with your guns because he is gonna destroy you.
3: 50 Cent had become a hip hop king by taking on some of the biggest names in the biz. But by 2007, he was under siege from critics and rivals, looking to knock him off his throne, which only intensified the pressure as he began work on his third album, Curtis,
4: I found myself in a space where I was in probably the most vulnerable state as an artist. Every artist has that doubt in their mind of like, am I going to live up to the hype? What is the hype?
3: To help ensure a hit record, 50 summoned his street savvy. The man who built his reputation on feuds manufactured one.
8: If
4: Kanye West sells more records than 50 Cent on September 11th, I'll no longer write music.
3: With their albums coming out the same day, 50s bold challenge made
2: headlines. You said that if Kanye outsells you, yes. tell me if I'm getting this right, that you will not make any more music.
5: Are you really going to retire if he outsells? No, he's not going to outsell. You
4: know saying that, though, you set yourself up. I don't care.
2: The media and fans ate it up. We set up the energy to get the consumers into a frenzy.
5: So you've got everybody talking about the battle between you and Kanye. Yeah.
4: I mean, it's exciting, man. We made an event. I don't have beef with anyone. Actually, I don't like Kanye West to the end of this week. Okay. Because after I'm number one, we can be friends again. (laughs) Kanye, selling nearly a
3: million copies in the first week, won the battle, but they both won the war.
4: Me and Kanye collectively created the largest selling week for hip hop sales. People like controversy, people like beef, and he knew how to capitalize it. Kanye West gets the trophy,
3: 50 Cent gets the checks. Older and wiser, 50 Cent doesn't get caught up in controversy the way he used to. People can say what they want, now he just
4: laughs. They find so many different things to say about me. Been addicted to cocaine in Croatia been and use of steroids. For me, it doesn't matter. I get a chance to be the guy in the picture.
3: 50 shows time and again that he hasn't lost the edge honed on the violent streets of Queens.
4: Shout out to everybody in South Jamaica, Queens. Keeping it real, baby.
3: He's never forgotten his past. It's the fuel that drives his rhymes and still pushes him in his relentless quest for success.
9: I think the 50 wants to go back to what made people love him
4: in the first place. 50's a hustler, it's pretty much in his blood. Right now, creatively, I find more significance in the struggle. I reflect on how far I've came. If I could ask my mom a question, I'd probably ask her, how do I look? Because I know she's been with me the whole time.
6: People surprise you. You might think they they're gonna be a nothing and wind up being a something. He just tuck off.
4: I mean, like the wind is blowing, he just took off. I'm an addict. I'm addicted to success. Fortunately, there's no rehab for success. And I'm in love with how it feels. I can't create a direct parallel to a drug, but it's absolutely my vibes.
2: 50 Cent's career as both a business entrepreneur and as a hip hop icon have continued to grow. From energy drinks to headphones to vodka. He's created product lines and partnered with brands, remaining hungry for success. 50 founded two film and television production companies and served as a co-star, co-creator, and executive producer for the hit star's drama, Power. As rap music has grown and evolved, 50 has become a mentor and an inspiration for a new generation of rappers. His debut album, Get Rich or Die Trying, remains one of the most successful and popular albums of the 2000s, and 50 Cent has solidified himself as one of hip-hop's most successful artists. Listen to Behind the Music on the
0: iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Want more episodes? You can watch Remastered, Best of the Vault, and new episodes of Behind the Music, only on Paramount+.